0: Well, welcome back to the dinner table, friends. I am so glad you are all here. And I am so glad to welcome my friend Angela Schwengler. How Yay, are you? You got it right. I'm I good. don't <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I have to be like Schwengler. Like, like I, I like, feel so fancy. Like, uh, schwing!
1: Like that's, <laughs> that's what it is. Yes.
0: Every time. And I think it's also because I am one of those people that likes to try to pronounce like really be very good at pronouncing people's names. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how did I learn to pronounce that person's name, uh, Schwingler? Schwing? Okay, I got it.
1: You got to have a little fun with it first.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to the dinner table. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. So I'm glad excited. you
0: came and had dinner with me. And I've been looking forward so to good. sitting down with you for a while now. So me too. thank you. Thanks for being here. It rained this morning. It did. It was so nice. I was, I, I truly believe that me and God and nature and mother nature and everything, we stay pretty well connected to each other. Like uh, we talk about things and we have like um, uh, feelings, like I have feelings, you know, and I go through a period of time every summer or anytime we're in a long period of drought where I start going, it's time. I can feel it. I can feel it. I need it. I need it. I need to feel it. And so then I start like actually imagining feeling a summer rainstorm. You know, what does yeah. it feel like to like hear the sound of the thunder in the summertime, you know, and the lightning and that smell and that relief, you know, and just the, the how the rain. And, and a lot of times I've been known to dance outside naked. <laughs> I have been known to do I'm not even kidding. It was kind of a joke I think that's for a while. And but, but
1: it's like a primal thing, I think that,
0: yeah. you know, we all used to do. I didn't do that this morning, but it's not unheard of that Aislinn would get out half nude um, and dance in the rain. And actually now I actually probably should be doing it more because I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but now I like, I do a rain dance, I call it in. And this morning I, when I got up, I was doing my meditation and things kind of trying to get my day in. In an order, and I've actually been a little bit slacked. I had, I would say that I probably had a little bit of a de- depression over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, me too. Um, I just kind of dropped off, and so yeah. I, I saw a little bit of like changes in my like, I haven't been to yoga in a few weeks, and I haven't yeah. been to re- re- the recovery group at the chapel. Your mom is the reverend at the chapel. Yeah,
1: I've been intermittent too with
0: that, so. yeah. And, um, you know, and even my like morning meditations in Qigong, I've had like, you know, I've been trying to like, but I still have very like connected moments like I don't mm-hmm. I never there's no point in my life do I ever not in constant conversation with God let's put it that way yeah. like are in constant conversation with like the universe and yeah. all the things that are going on and welcoming in whatever you have for me to learn from this right. and so I get up I'm doing that and then I go to get my coffee and I flip over open the um Facebook shit you know <laughs> The thing I'm most addicted to in Um, all the world. Aren't most of us. (laughs) And uh, I open it up and the very first thing I see is, and I don't even know exactly where this person lives, but she said, isn't the smell of rain nice? And I was like, I flip to the weather channel. The weather channel says there's a chance of rain. I'm like, oh God, it's raining. I can feel it. I can, I'm not kidding. I'm no, I'm not even good. making this up. Yeah. I'm I'm literally that kind of like weirdo. And I've and I've done it. I mean, this has been a thing with me and weather. Like I get mm-hmm. into it. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here and we're gonna get the rain. And I can yeah. feel it. And then all of a sudden we start hearing a little shower, and mom goes, <gasps> Is that rain? And I was like, oh, it's raining. God told me. We we already made a decision It's, it's and it's coming down right here on Taft. And I'm one of those people that all I need truly, even in some like massive collective consciousness where the collective consciousness has fully decided that this is the truth and no one can argue it. I'm one of those people that all I need is for one person to give me a hint. That we can change that collective consciousness, like that I can heal my own body. Mm-hmm. One person telling me they saw a miracle, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, I'm good. I got this now." You yeah, know? yeah, like whatever. And so that was my thought. I looked. I looked at the Weather Channel. I saw the we're gonna get the one cloud right over the top of us, and it rained a half an inch this That's morning. Awesome. And it was. You should have seen everything on the farm. The trees,
1: everything was dancing. Right. Every... I mean, it was all half nude dancing.
0: Seriously, <laughs> I and mean, the pigs were like. La, la, la. Are, like rolling over and showing their titties to the world. <laughs> like, yes. Now all I want to do, Angela, is just crack you up the entire time. This is fun. I'll
1: probably end up snorting like the pigs. So.
0: <laughs> the ducks are like all quacking and doing their thing, wanting to come inside. But the trees, like even the trees, I, I imagine like the tree is like a woman shaking her hair out in the rain the dogs are going yeah. out in the rain then coming back in and shaking the rain off all inside right. you know i mean everybody everything on the farm was doing a dance and enjoying it and it was such a gift and it's like one of those that you know it cools off the morning and then the whole day was a cooler day yeah you know i and love that i'm so grateful for that you Me know too. kind of stuff i'm really one of those people that hardly complains about the weather because it's just so all these different elements of weather are so important mm-hmm. and what are you going to do about it anyways like right. wh- like oh the you have to
1: relinquish your control it's windy it's really, in Corpus
0: yeah. and I'm like yeah thank god we get some breeze <laughs> man you know if you're yeah. in Dallas right now you'd be like sweltering right <laughs> like, yeah you know so i'm always very grateful for all of the pleasant weather events that we have.
1: Well, and I particularly love the rain, especially for what you said, because it drops the temperature for a little bit. And it's been so freaking hot here. I mean, in the hundreds. Like
0: baking hot. Yeah. I mean, it'll
1: be eight, nine o'clock in the morning. It'll be close to 90 degrees. Sometimes, I mean, the other day, it was probably around 95 already. Wow. Yeah. That early. And I'm like, oh my God, this usually
0: doesn't hit till midday. Yeah. You know That's the reason why it's not completely out of, it's not completely woo-woo, we're gonna use that freaking word (laughs) it's not completely woo-woo to say Taft the space that we're in actually gets more rain yeah. because of the climate that what's happening on the microclimate on the ground here right. compared to other places around us. Yeah. So when someone says it never rains over my house, you know, it just, I mean, like everybody around me gets rain. I'm yeah. like, that's because there's something going on in the temperature around where you live. There's it's no like a
1: microclimate. Or yeah, something.
0: That's exactly what yeah. it is. It's exactly what it is. And that, that I'm a weather watcher. And I mean, part of it is because of the, the agriculture and the the work that I do but it's like being an event planner where yeah. I'm always like gauging my life based on, you know, whether the weather's going to be helpful for the event or not, Right. you know, um, being somebody that lives on the coast, that we actually have pretty big weather events down here. We have like um traumatic weather events even. Yeah. I can call it the weather. Because you're
1: in tune with the weather. Yeah. I'm paying attention like to really it. You really do pay attention to it. And yeah. You can probably feel it on some yeah. sort of deeper level than a lot of people are in touch with it, especially probably because you're in it. You're in nature all yep. the time. Yep. And not everybody is... In it. You yeah. Know, not a lot of people are grounded.
0: Yeah. You know? Like, and I think that that's part of the reason why, like, I don't complain about the weather a whole lot. I don't, it, you know, I, other people will say, God, it's so hot outside. And I'm like, actually, it's not really that hot. It's just that you sit inside a yes. 72 degrees right. temperature all day long. Yeah. You said you work outside, right? I do. Like, yeah, yeah. So you're out in it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's so hot. <laughs>
0: But then you also have you do um, art too. You're an artist.
1: I do. I'm a painter and I'm a photographer too. So,
0: but your business, I mean, the work. Okay, so you have a art business that you mm-hmm. focus on your own art, creative art, right? Yes. But you are a photographer as your profession too, though, right? You yes, actually, yeah. yeah um, you just,
1: yeah, photograph cars for a living. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm.
0: That's an interesting. Yeah. I, I never
1: thought I would do it ever in my life. Well, but yeah, it's but cool.
0: I'm impressed about, I'm always impressed when somebody takes their, a skill like that and, and finds a way to get the corporate paycheck because that's the, that's the biggest challenge for most creatives.
1: Yeah. Is, and I feel like I've gotten, I don't know if it's luck, but I feel like I've gotten lucky Mm -hmm. um, with that kind of thing. Cause my mom always says, you've always had this knack for creating your job. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that I actually created. you know, like, I don't create it out of thin air. I mean, sometimes yeah. I guess I have, but yeah. there've been times where I'm just like this is what I want to do. I just need to figure out who can get me there. Yeah. And then it all just lines up. You yeah. know? like maybe if I'm if I'm Applying for a job in the past or whatever, I apply for the one job and then I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's almost part of manifestation. Yep. Too, you know. Yep,
0: I have I have been one of those people that created my own job. Like, mm. <laughs> not yeah. like I created my own path through college. Yeah. I created my own uh, career. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. It, not, I wouldn't say it's the way you described it. I don't, I don't find that spot. That, mm-hmm but like I said, I appreciate it. People that can take, because that, I mean, it really is, that's something that's to to take a creative job and make it fit into. My thing is, is that I can never seem to be able to make it fit into the, 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 the stream of inside i'm an outside like i'm yeah but i also hear you saying i really wish i, I could get on the outside <laughs> like I really yeah. wish, like, and sometimes we get really comfortable when especially when you've managed to take your creative skill and fit in mm-hmm. you know like be yeah. able to plug yourself in um then we get really comfortable in that and we're like I'm good at it and I do a good job and I make good money. Yeah. Even though I really would rather go just spend all of my time doing the creative thing. Well you've got someone like me where I've like created my jobs literally out of thin air. Like Oh, I'm gonna start a nonprofit and then I'm yeah. gonna build it and then I'm gonna pay people and then I'm gonna da. Yeah, and I literally so like cool. that's so admirable. Oh. Like even i even though <laughs> I I make no money though. That's my point but about I all mean, this. I- like
1: <laughs> but I, I think <laughs> even though it's such hard work, I think it's probably so fulfilling. I mean, to have seen yeah. the impact that you've made, I think it yeah. makes it worth it in the end, you know, to go through all of that.
0: It's helpful to be reminded, and that's yeah. not that's not from a point of arrogance or it's from a point of I Get so down on myself sometimes right. that I forget that I'm not just the troublemaker, Aislinn, out there <laughs> stirring up the pot again, yeah. and um, and then and then coming to, coming to a failure or feeling like I have to give up because mm-hmm. it's you know it's just like I have a lot of.
1: But I relate to Trauma you a lot related. With that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when I first went to therapy, my therapist was telling me, man, you're really hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I never thought that I was. I'm like, everybody's not like this. Yeah. You know, so then, you know, finding somebody like you who says these things out loud, because not everybody does, they just, a lot of people just struggle internally, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm not saying that you are struggling <laughs> or that you were, yeah. no, but I, I have <laughs> before yeah. and I hear it in what you're saying. Like, I feel like it's a reflection, you know, so... Yeah. You saying you need somebody to say it back to you. Yeah. I also need to hear that yeah. validation sometimes validation, too, because yeah. I will get lost in that spiral of thought of like, oh, I'm not doing enough or whatever. Yeah. you know. Yeah, giving myself Even a I've break. Done so much though. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, yeah, and so that's a thing where it's like my own personal worth, my own insecurity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like I'm an extremely secure person. We've mm. talked, yeah, we talked about too. that. Yep. But my insecurity is this. She's a troublemaker. No worth, no, like like having issues yeah. with worth, mm-hmm. right? So that means that you're constantly begging to be validated. Mm-hmm. Like please validate me and tell yeah. me that I'm valuable and that this society but we have to find actually a way wants to bring me. it from within though. You uh-huh. know,
1: that's like where the most powerful part of it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. We just celebrated fourth of July and I went to a pool party and one of the guys there is a chef and he had made fish tacos. And and then he had made this like slaw on top of the um tacos. It had like mm-hmm. pineapples and jalapenos and that I don't good. Know, it was really, really, really good, by the way. Okay. And I was so grateful because I showed up and I'm braving the new world, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. me and you going out yeah. to dance that night. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm braving this world, I'm single. I'm so grateful these people like were like, hey, gal get your ass up and come over here and swim in the pool with us and hang out with us. And we're yeah. going to have this great time together. And That's then cool. all these great people showed up and then, you know, fish tacos. I wasn't planning, I mean, you know, my diet's like, like weird and I'm yeah. all like picky, but fish tacos, like, you know, but he made this beautiful slaw with these and he he brought around this melon and he said, it's, it's a lime melon and, and, and everybody needs to taste it. It's mm-hmm. so good and tasted. It was really, really good. And of course this is, I would say this is similar to like, The cotton candy grapes and the pluots and all of Mm it. Basically, it's the hybridization of fruits or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, when I went to the store today, I got a lemon drop melon. This lemon Mm -hmm. drop melon, and um, I had you cut it up for us to Mm -hmm. go alongside that with the figs. We went and picked figs off of the fig tree, and. You had mentioned that you really liked figs earlier mm-hmm. in the evening, so I was like, "Well, yeah. I'm going to take her over and pick off the fig tree. Yeah. There's not very many figs left. I've been still kinda, look like
1: a lot to me. <laughs> That's
0: good. That's interesting. But yeah. I have brought so many figs off that tree. Plus, we just harvested on Monday last week. 500 pounds of the Spanish lenoir grape from the wine that we drank tonight. I like can't that same.
1: Even imagine how much that is.
0: It was fun. so much. It was a lot it was like you know those big like black protein tub things that they use for cows like huge Uh black tubs for you can plant in them or whatever i think we had five of those full all the way to the top wow and we had a nice crowd out here it was essentially that was what i have the farm is open on mondays Mm -hmm. for what i call garden healing garden healing this time of year it's like 9 a.m to 11 a.m because by Mm -hmm. then it's like super hot and you know whatever and people come out and Usually I have like moms and kids and then maybe some other groups that are wanting to learn more about homesteading or whatever. But this week we plan to do the grape harvest on the Monday garden healing time, Mm -hmm. because that's a project that my dad and I do together. And I let a few people know, and there's a group of moms that always comes out almost every, every Monday or every, you know, certain months of the Mondays of the month. And so I had a nice crowd of like, I don't know, there might've been 10 people here, kids, adults, whatever, all harvesting that together and um he has this fancy crusher machine that he uses my dad Mm -hmm. and so he put those to crush and whatever so what you and i were drinking was the 2020 so that was a 2020 harvest Mm -hmm. and then uh the 2021 harvest became a red wine vinegar Mm -hmm. because we had to harvest those and the timing didn't work out for when my dad could actually do the crushing and everything. And so they over fermented a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so, um, he had to spend, he had to have it in jugs fermenting for two years Wow! and it turned out to be an excellent salad vinegar that we've been, you know, trying out. You and I didn't have like a normal salad tonight because our dinner was a little bit different, Mm -hmm. but I've been putting that on top of all the salads. Um, and so that was a huge, great harvest this year. Um, so that will be the 23 wine, the 2023 wine is without, all. so next awesome. year at this time, we'll start probably tasting the wine as we're harvesting, you know, oh, the next cool. season's wine. So yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's fun to have that. Um, and then in addition to having the, um, the figs and this lemon drop melon, what'd you think of the lemon drop melon, by the way?
1: It was very tasty. It was, it was different Surprising, than right? what I was expecting because yeah. I was expecting it to be really sweet. Uh-huh. And it was sweet, but in a different way than I was expecting. Like
0: sour and tart sweet. Yeah. So that makes and it sense. It was good. The lemon, yeah. yeah. I think it's funny because I grow all different varieties, which you got to see three different varieties of the cucumbers that mm-hmm. I grow. And when I pulled those out and put them out to you, did they look like any cucumber you would ever nope. seen before? They look
1: like squash almost. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I grow, um, one that's called the Puna which is actually an heirloom from India and it grows and it actually will put on a really hard brown, like shell on the outside in the summertime. So it's one that you can grow in the summertime. And one of the big problems that we have with cucumbers is, is that they get really bitter mm-hmm. when the heat goes up and it can be like, Anything above 85 degrees and you know, we hit 85 degrees in like May, like (laughs) exactly February, it could be 85 degrees. (laughs) Um, but it, it has a great flavor. There's also the Armenian cucumber, which was that big fat, like pale colored one that looked like kind of like a squash or a melon. It actually looks like a cantaloupe kind of, or like a melon. Mm -hmm. Um, so it has. The, re- the part of the reason why it's so successful is because it is more of a melon mm-hmm. than it is a cucumber.
1: That makes sense because the seeds, the way that they were, because uh-huh. that was the one I had to de-seed, right? Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And it grows fat. Like it'll mm-hmm. grow, like that was a small one, the yeah. one that you saw there. It'll grow like a huge, massive. Um, and it's a perfect one for making the cold cucumber soup, mm-hmm. which is what we made. So then I had the other version was a salt and pepper and they're just, it's a yellow cucumber. But then I also grow one called a suyo long. And so I'm still harvesting a lot of cucumbers, even though the temperatures are as high as they are this time of year, just from using different varieties. Well, that makes me think about the lemon drop melon, because there was this particular melon that I grew, um, like a winter squash melon, like some other, and so that's all they're doing when they're taking the hybridization. Really. I mean, they're just. Mm they're just taking this flavored melon and this flavored melon and making it look like something that you would be not afraid to buy. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) And then, um, and then it comes out with this other really sweet, interesting flavor. And Mm -hmm. that's what we found today. Like basically that's what it is. I think it's fun. I'm, I'm always impressed. And this time of year, all the melons are good and I'm a melon eater. Yeah. Like I eat, I probably would eat a a personal watermelon a day. Yeah. Really. That's That's what I
1: used to do. Yeah, I you were watermelon. saying that yeah. you ate a lot of
0: watermelon, or you ate a lot of fruit, tons yeah. of fruit.
1: Uh huh. I love fruit.
0: That's yeah. my highest calorie right now. I yeah. know that it is, and yeah. part of that is because it's summertime too. But also, it's because of the clean eating diets that I've been doing over when the time. I,
1: when I was going mostly raw vegan a few years ago, I mean that was my summer thing. I mean, uh-huh. in the evenings, I would have maybe eggs or something, uh-huh. but during the day. I would only basically have fruit and nuts and that's really all I would eat. And nice. so like breakfast would be like a blended watermelon with mint in it or something. Yeah, and I'd that drink sounds a whole great. one. I'd, I'd have several different glass containers filled with it and I would just drink it before noon.
0: <laughs> I, that sounds delicious. Maybe I'll make that tomorrow. <laughs> it is good, like,
1: it is so good. I a little it. bit of
0: ice or just straight Watermelon, I would, just, just, a do cold, stri- straight I would just do it
1: straight because it was so much, you know, uh-huh. when you blend all of that together. Yeah. And since I was just mostly doing the raw vegan thing, it didn't really matter how much of it I yeah. ate.
0: So we took all of those cucumbers plus some avocados and made um, the cold cucumber soup tonight. which that was really good. That the regular listeners, the listeners that have been listening to the podcast since the very beginning, they know that I'm in love with cold cup cucumber soup because mm-hmm. every season, when cucumber season's here, that's gonna be made at some point.
1: Yeah. Was, I had never had it. It was really good. It I yeah.
0: It it made me happy tonight. <laughs> I could tell. It, yeah. Every bite of it I was just like, I wanted to slurp it. It was you look so like you're about good. to start singing. <laughs> it, no, it, I, it's one of my favorite foods and yeah. tonight's was just so tasty. Mm-hmm. It was so tasty. And then to add to that, in addition to the cucumber soup, we had pork ribs, mm-hmm. which also my favorite, I had to share the rack with you this time. Cause yeah. just a few weeks ago, we had these same, I had these same similar and I ate the whole thing by myself. This was a little different because when i made it before i made it like more of like roasted where it just kind of like fell off the bone although it was pretty fall off the bone today yeah it was yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and i had never had ribs before that i can remember so it was pretty good
0: i was gonna say what do you think
1: pretty good yeah Uh, yeah
0: are you is that a kind of meat that you i mean like i know you said you haven't eaten that before and you don't have a ton of experience with that but like eating meat like off the bone like that is that something that you've that you're much into like
1: not really yeah but it wasn't much of an aversion either, because mm-hmm. it did fall right off the bone. I didn't really have to do a whole lot of digging or chewing yeah. or anything like that. I mean yeah. it was it was a pleasant experience.
0: <laughs> well, I did a, a just a simple dry rub on that and I salt, garlic powder, onion powder, um, paprika, cinnamon, and then it said to put a cup of apple cider vinegar in the, um, instant pot because I mm-hmm. cooked it in an instant pot. And so then it was uh, like 20. 20- I forgot it
1: had cinnamon in it. <laughs> yeah. Right. A
0: little bit of sweetness <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh, well, I mean a little bit of that, like, mm-hmm. what's that flavor? Sweet. I guess it is sweet. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I tend to kind of put it in that category when mm-hmm. I have like a cinnamon tea or something like that. It's yeah. sweet, even though there's no sugar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Warm and sweet. Yes. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. Yeah. So I put it in the instant pot for 22 minutes on high and then, um, let it sit for 25 more minutes. Actually it ended up sitting for like 35 more minutes and then popped it in the oven on broil for like five to seven minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was super easy to make. That was a little rack of pork ribs that I had actually gotten from natural grocers because I've been using the stuff that they have there that, which I was telling you about this, the idea that 15 years ago when i stopped eating meat that i would ever be able to go to the grocery store <laughs> and buy any meat that i was willing to eat yeah actually blows my mind yeah and it's a big change and speaking of you saying like think about the things you've done in this community mm-hmm. i'm like i helped to create the strength and strengthen and put a flag in the sand for mm-hmm. a community that would actually say this is what we want and yep. these are the foods we want and these yep. are things we need i've definitely
1: seen the demand increase and mm-hmm. i can see your immediate impact on that. I mean, even though it took time to grow that, you know, sure. because I know that long ago, I mean, there
0: was nothing. No, no. I mean, you couldn't even get a good vegetarian meal. No, exactly. And part of it is because the world is changing and we're talking more and we had a pandemic and there's more people that are from out of town that live down here now and people from California that are coming here that had access to this stuff where they lived in California. Mm -hmm. So there definitely is that, but we had to have like a movement that kind of like, like stuck, like, Took its claim before it actually needed to be here. Yeah. It's actually a
1: part of the community, even people that were born and raised here Mm -hmm. now. Whereas, you know, before, because I was telling you this earlier, I was vegetarian for about 14 years. And Uh so you talking about 15 years ago, I remember what that was like. Having, you know, making that decision, it was cold turkey overnight. I stopped eating meat. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and just deciding to eat better in general because the way I was cooking and stuff. And so to see that. That I don't know if it's really a juxtaposition, but to see that change Mm -hmm. is drastic. You know, think about today versus back then. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember whenever I'd get into conversations about like the best vegetarian restaurants in town or, um, that, you know, vegetarian menus or anything like that, it was one of the kind of ongoing conversations that I would have with people. Mm -hmm. Um, they're just i mean you could get a crappy salad that was mostly brown yep (laughs) um you could get chalupas that probably had lard in the beans (laughs) yeah nachos maybe yeah you know like um you couldn't usually find, um, cheese enchiladas that didn't have meat gravy yeah. on top of them.
1: Yeah. I remember anytime I would go to a restaurant and I would ask for something and I would say, can you just not put this or like substitute it with something else? Uh-huh. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy yes, or like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Like, can you just not just put something different or just take it out? Yeah. And they're like, well, we're still going to charge you the same, uh, even though there's only uh, lettuce.
0: And now it's, even that is so different when I go to a place they're so accommodating yeah you know i went out to eat at nico's the other night with a friend Mm, and it it, they were so accommodating Mm -hmm. i the waitress was so polite and every question i asked and you think okay well nico's is not a corporate restaurant it's not a chain it's a local you know large it's a local steakhouse Mm -hmm. that acts like a chain restaurant but isn't a chain restaurant but even if you go to like one of my friends have the new restaurant in town, the USS um, Chefs. It's mm-hmm. called the Galley. Mm-hmm. They actually spoke on the podcast a few weeks ago, and same thing. I went in there and I told them what I could eat, what I couldn't eat, and mm-hmm. they, you know, the chefs literally came out, asked me questions, and then oh, went back great. inside. So I'm kind of spoiled like that. Like yeah. I want that everywhere what, I go.
1: I think there's also maybe more of an awareness too that a mm-hmm. lot of people have sensibilities now that yeah. maybe e- either they had them before or they didn't have them before. Or maybe they weren't aware of them, and yeah. now everybody's talking about them. You know, yeah. and they're making it more important. You know, it's
0: funny because if we go back to what was happening before the pandemic, what happened during the pandemic, and what happened after pandemic, what I can totally see now is that a, an actual wellness conversation mm. started. Mm-hmm. Now, during the pandemic. You weren't allowed to talk about that. (laughs) I was in trouble for even speaking the things I'd been speaking for the 20 years before Mm -hmm. the pandemic happened.
1: I think everybody just freaked out about anything related to wellness,
0: (laughs) (laughs) got their own opinions. But then because that (laughs) happened and because we were so hard, so many people were Forcing to be able to talk about certain things Mm. and other people were, you know, you better do research and or don't do research or are you doing your own research or you know, all of that conversation. Now we are actually having conversations where it's like, this affects my health, right? Do you remember when you wore a mask to keep from affecting everyone's health? Okay, well, how about you pay attention to the fact that my diet and if I eat that food is mm. actually going to make me sick. Yeah, I think that maybe some of that has- I think
1: I think so, 100%. Because yeah. I used to know somebody who was really allergic to onions. And mm-hmm. so whenever she would go to a restaurant, she'd have to ask, like, are you cooking on a grill that you grill onions on? Uh-huh. Because I cannot have any food that's touched it right? because I will get seriously sick. Right. And she would sometimes get answers saying, oh, no, no, we'll clean it, we'll clean it. And she would get so sick because they didn't actually clean it. They would say they would, mm-hmm. and maybe somebody thought that they would, but then they actually didn't, and then she'd get really sick. I, I think have... there's more uh, people actually now paying attention and doing that now. Because and- there's
0: more paying attention. The people are asking for it. The people are paying attention to it the, the, the idea that you'll get in trouble Mm. if you make somebody sick now. I mean, like there's a different level of that, you know, like that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you still to this day that so often when I go out to eat at a restaurant, I get sick. Even if I eat the things that I know, like just a salad, just, you know, maybe fish, you know, Mm -hmm. any, And I I actually often wonder if it's about cleanliness. Like they're, they're literally like giving us E. coli and oh, shit like that. i <laughs> like, not. I don't know. Like because it's the kind of weird yeah. like stomach like no, thing yeah. that happens with it and I'm like it, it, just, it, it happens way too often. Yeah. So I find myself yet again never wanting to go out to eat. Yeah. I, I don't tend wanna... to do
1: that a whole lot either. Yeah. I usually just treat myself every now and then. And yeah. even then I am wondering about that. Like how clean was it there? Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't see it behind the scenes.
0: Well, speaking of… it treating myself and doing something (laughs) completely outside of what I just said, Mm. I had a poke bowl from H-E-B today. Mm. And I know, first of all, I, how, I actually have a higher level of trust for for H-E-B than I would any just average grocery store. Um, I have a higher level of trust for their seafood. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Poke bowl. Okay. You've got the fish here. Um, what else is in this bowl? It had a lot of rice in it mm-hmm. and I couldn't, they're pre-made. So it's not like I can say, yeah. Hey, will you make me like some spinach, right. whatever, you know, whatever. So I brought it home and I just, I ate it and it mm-hmm. had, um, uh, edamame in it, which I hadn't That's been good. eating edamame. I'm just now getting into getting back into legumes mm-hmm. and, um, anything with soy in it, yeah. you know? Um, but it had that. Uh, I sprinkled, on, I poured on top of it tamari sauce because I can use tamari instead mm. of soy sauce because soy sauce has wheat mm. oftentimes in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, some gluten in it. Um, so I had the tamari sauce on it and it was just, it, I, I devoured it. Like I, it was, I was like starving, like yeah. I needed, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it was. And it was really good. So I, and it was 11 bucks. So I'm like, okay, that seems like a treat. If yeah. I'm going to be going by the grocery store in the mid. You know, yeah. lunchtime, that would be a good time to every once in a while when I'm there. That's something I can grab. Yeah. Speaking of, we spoke about this last week, but you and I were talking about it too, like eating single. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: That's like, definitely a weird like,
0: one. Because <laughs> I love to eat. I love to cook. Yeah, but me too. Like you, said, like you said, um, I made the like, – enough food for four people I you know like yeah <laughs> so,
1: i was laughing while i was cutting it up wow it was fajita meat and i yeah. was just like this is definitely not for one person right <laughs> and i was like man who can i give all this food to because yeah. it's so much i literally i didn't even tell you this i bought enough food for a family of four the last time i got groceries uh-huh i kid you not i i bought sausage i bought two things of bacon I bought the fajitas. <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know what happened but then it was getting to the point It was like midweek and i'm like i'm not going to be able to eat all this food by myself i just uh-huh. am not uh-huh. and i don't want it to go to waste and i don't want to go to H B to return it right right <laughs> so i literally asked people like who wants this that just needs it or uh-huh. who wants it because uh-huh. i just don't want it to go bad and i gave it to a friend of mine <laughs> a family of four
0: <laughs> that's perfect that's exactly <laughs> you know um i um well i freeze a lot of stuff so i have stuff in my freezer but um, I just know I won't
1: eat it if I freeze
0: it. <laughs> well, and I was thinking about, so one of the things I bought today when I was at the store was I went ahead and bought some shrimp because mm-hmm. I've been talking to somebody about coming over to do the podcast mm-hmm. and I want to do, um, I, I'm, te- I'm testing rice clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but using the, to make the spring rolls with the rice paper you mm-hmm. can make. And then I've, I love those. I've got a noodle mm-hmm. I can use. That's a gla- like a glass noodle made out of sweet potatoes. Oh, nice. So I was thinking I'd make it like a shrimp, um, spring roll mm-hmm. type of thing. I ordered a pound of shrimp just not even thinking uh-huh. and i could have told him to stop a half pounds yeah. enough but i was like i guess i'll just split it up and freeze it into two sections you know but yeah. like I'm ordering a pound of shrimp. That's yeah. how you order shrimp. And then I'm like, oh, what the frick am I going to do with a pound of <laughs> yeah. shrimp? Like, I'm going to be eating shrimp by myself. I like, for so the- I can't do that. Oh my gosh.
1: I want to. I'm in the mindset if I have enough of uh-huh. it, like not necessarily shrimp, but other things. And then if I freeze it and I have every intention of eating it, I just eat it so much because I have so much of it in the fridge that uh-huh. later on, I just don't want it you anymore. Like and then it, anymore. it gets freezer burned and I got to throw it away anymore. Yeah. That happens like, a lot to it. me.
0: <laughs> So really quickly, I wanted to just tell everybody we used um, five to six cups of the cucumbers, two avocados, lemon juice, bone broth, dill, but I make sure I don't leave any of the stems on the dill because that gets a little bit of a spicy, kind of like an onion makes that spicy. I don't want that in it Um, and it, I didn't notice that in it. So I was really happy and I've Mm -hmm. had cucumber soup, cold cucumber soup before that we made here over time that had a little bit of spiciness to it. So I was, I got all of that off. little bit of mint i probably could have put a little bit more mint in it although i thought it was delicious so very
1: tasty. it had Mm -hmm. a
0: tablespoon of the honey from our beehive in the Mm -hmm. back so i had a little bit of honey in there and it was and then i blended it up in my vitamix and it actually didn't even have to sit overnight i was expecting it to have to sit overnight i looked at the recipe it never even said for letting it sit it's probably going to be even better tomorrow when yeah. I do let it sit overnight. Probably. So yeah. I'm going to be all like singing. I'm literally going <laughs> to sing when I eat it. I'm going to be like
1: be ah, swinging blah, your legs blah, like me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> well, I think it yeah. helps too that you already had refrigerated your cucumbers. So yeah, they were already kind of cold.
0: Yeah, that was cold, yeah. and um, and then I threw it in the fridge afterwards for a little while, and then we went on our little fig harvesting that ch- you know adventure. what i loved was before i even told you that um old man was old man you were like he looks like an old man and i'm like that's <laughs> yes. old man by the way he does
1: look like an old man though he looked like he's balding <laughs> he is
0: okay do you know the dark crystal because you're the oh, kind of person yeah. that would like be into that TV my mom show. said when
1: i was a kid i watched it all the time uh-huh. weirdly uh-huh. i love that stuff i cannot remember watching it like as much as my mom said i did when i was a kid
0: So you need to go back and watch it It now. And when you go back and watch it, you're going to look at those creatures and you're going to be like, oh my God, it's the the same. It's the chicken. It looks just like that. Skeksis or something like that is what they were called. (laughs) I was really excited to have you at the dinner table because I know that you and I can get into a really interesting conversation that I often can't have with a lot of people. Mm. Um, Partially, that's because I can have... I, I met you through your mom who Mm -hmm. I can talk about things that I could not talk with anybody about. Yeah. I, I had met your mom a long time before, but I met Mm -hmm. her, like I basically started going to the chapel almost exactly a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it was, that was like clearly a turning point for me where it was Mm -hmm. like, I need people that I can talk to. And it's this, that thing that I said earlier, like this woo woo, like this idea that like I have these feelings and we you know, Juan and I talked about it last week and I don't think the right word was used, but just this like intuition yeah. and like, what is my intuition saying to me? Mm -hmm. Um, But it often gets like denigrated by the community Mm -hmm. because like, well, you don't have any facts to prove that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I, I find that kind of fascinating sometimes because I'm like, well, where did you come up with the facts that you have to prove it, <laughs> right, you know? Right. And I'm like, what, what, yeah. what gave you facts? Oh, well, you saw evidence of something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well I see evidence of things mm-hmm. whenever these things actually occur to me. And just perception. because, yeah, yeah, just because you don't see mm-hmm. evidence from that. Ultimately, as I understand it, it's because you don't believe in that evidence. You yeah. believe in this other evidence, mm-hmm. right?
1: Or they're not paying attention to what maybe you're feeling or seeing. You
0: know, yeah. Well,
1: else they're paying attention to
0: in that, like you said, per, the, perspective the perception like what is it that you're seeing Mm -hmm. which i think also is a very interesting thing to talk about because you and i were talking about a little bit ago about this concept of truth Mm -hmm. and of the time that you and i have you and i met at chapel Mm And we've had a lot of interesting conversations, and I mm-hmm. think one of the things that we talked about was when we were going through it. When I was going through a period where I was learning about the word truth and what does truth mean to me, and mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. probably kept bringing it up in the conversations. Mm-hmm. But you and I would interact about it, yeah. and it was like, well, this is my truth, and I think I even said it this way one time: if I don't say my truth out loud, then someone else might not know. Like, oh, there's other people that see that same truth there's other people that see that same evidence Mm -hmm. and the more we began to talk about that kind of stuff out loud the more other people were like oh i see that evidence too yeah so now we can begin to form a consciousness that has the same evidence Mm -hmm. right and what what collective truth is that it's 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 lifetime centuries threads Mm -hmm. eternity we have no we actually have no idea what actually created that consciousness but it's evidence after evidence, after evidence, after evidence. Yeah,
1: well, it's like what you were saying earlier that you need somebody to point something out to you one time for you to know that something else is possible. And it's like, it reminds me of being in school, you know? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to raise their hand Uh because they don't want to make a fuss, you know? And they're afraid, maybe that they're ignorant or something. But then one person's got the confidence to raise her hand. Go, yeah. I don't understand. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? And then everybody's like, Oh, I didn't, uh, yeah. I didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. You know. So it like opens up everybody's mind, and I think possibilities yeah. for.
0: How do you things, think so. we created airplanes? Right. Like, how do you think we created so many so, of the things? So many
1: people thought it was impossible. It was and the- it obviously is not. <laughs>
0: yeah it was a collective consciousness mm-hmm. at some point though like mm-hmm. at some point there was enough people that were like you know what we're going to figure this flying thing out yeah we're going to keep at it until we figure it out yeah and i think to me that's that kind of like okay you don't you don't have to understand my magic right I, that's i'm the one that has to understand my yeah. magic and what i get it's kind of it's it's i i think it's similar to me of what we were talking about, about food Mm -hmm. and where people were asking questions about food Mm -hmm. and how you were feeling like people were like, why would that even matter? You know, like Mm -hmm. kind of denigrating you asking questions Mm -hmm. about something that you needed to see shift. Mm -hmm. And then the more people that were willing to, you know, start asking those questions, the Mm -hmm. more we could see that shift start to occur Yeah, and more people were willing. And then we start to see more shift. Mm -hmm. And I think that, there's so much conversation out there that is you don't like you don't have to have the same evidence or understand right. what it is that's working for me mm-hmm. and it's fascinating to be in a place where you re- recognize that you that you aren't understood but at the same time it doesn't really matter it's okay right yeah it doesn't matter it's okay
1: to have, for everybody to have their own version of reality
0: there you go cuz
1: it's hard because we want to fit in so badly, so many of yeah. us that we hide from ourselves because we're afraid. What if somebody sees that and it's not yeah. part of their reality? Yeah. Yeah. But then we can lean into that part of ourselves so that our world opens up. And then maybe the right people see that who need it to open up for them. Yeah. And then they can yeah. explore the yeah. truest versions of themselves. Yeah. So,
0: my big thing, my big thing is, and I'm sure this probably is for a lot of people that are probably have really been tapped into their intuition from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Is what if i'm wrong what right. if i fail mm-hmm. what if my premonition isn't Enjoyment. true what if i mm-hmm. you know um and if you think about someone saying like ultimately yeah i've basically created my own like job i just mm-hmm. mad like just i did this thing and then i did this thing and then this mm-hmm. is what came next and and it's really easy to go backwards on that stuff and go well this happened because this happened and mm-hmm. this happened because it, no at the end of the day it happened because i believed that I could make it happen and wasn't willing to give in to the shame, guilt, fear that just kept
1: the internal judgment,
0: the ego that's before everybody else judges you. (laughs) Yes. Which takes me into an interesting thing. We were talking about where we were taught, like you've got one side of your brain that's telling you something like you have to make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got one side of your brain that's telling you one thing and you've got another side of your brain that's telling you another thing. And it's you're arguing mm-hmm. now. That's unusual. I think that most people can say that they they see that, right? Mm-hmm. What's the interesting part about it now is the ability to actually recognize that you're stepping outside of these two things arguing with each other yeah. inside your own mind, and you can go, "Who's arguing with who, and who's right?" <laughs> yeah, right?
1: It becomes very meta. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, and then when you start going. Yourself who's right, Mm -hmm. you realize nobody's right. Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the recognition that neither one of the, that's a conflict. And Mm -hmm. if that's, if you're conflicting, then you're not in truth. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so I think that that's what happens to me a lot of times is that I get into like a shame, fear, and guilt space where it's like one side of my ego is taking on this as being righteous. And one side of my ego is taking on this as being righteous. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, Playing this like ping pong instead of just
1: letting it be what it is. Yeah. Because it just is. Because there is no judgment of what it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But then I attach to it all of the rules that we've made up in society or over existence or over time or you know, whatever. The the thing that I brought up the other day that I kind of pushed out, which I think that got some mixed reviews from people, was that I think a great way to test. Understanding that your mind is in control, your body is not in control. So this is going to go into the healthcare part of things. Okay. This is going to go into like our physical, like mm-hmm. things that happen to us. Mm-hmm. That our eyes, our glasses that we wear, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. That 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 is a collective consciousness belief that at you know, a certain age, or if you lean into that weakness that it just progressively, you know, you it just, it gets worse mm-hmm. or at a certain age, you're going to have to wear glasses. Yeah. And that is a collective belief,
1: Exactly, a full-fledged
0: uh-huh. collective belief yeah. that is actually one that's easier to shift mm-hmm. than some of the other things that like, if you're got cancer in your stomach and your stomach is in ridiculous amounts of pain. Mm-hmm. The idea that you're going to be able to collectively change that inside your mind is, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. You have to have like, you might actually have to have like a magician come that you believe in to like, you know, (laughs) like like a healer come along that you believe in to like fix that for you, you know, or whatever. Or you have to take medicine, you know, which is the traditional collective path. Yeah. But when it comes to eyes, you know, it's like, well, you, we know that the, the eyes weaken, the more you use the glasses. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Think about somebody that uses a cane, Mm -hmm. right? And the more they use a cane, the more they lean into the cane. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, they literally can't like their muscle changes. I'm a great example of that because I know, even though I can't see myself walk, Mm -hmm. I know I have a very different gait than other people do because I had a bad accident on my leg. Mm -hmm. So I walk different than other people do. And I don't even know that it exists, but I do Mm -hmm. because that's muscle memory that, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, Acelin, didn't you just say that your body did the thing and you can't control it with your mind? You can't yeah. just decide, you know? And it's funny because every time anyone wants to argue with me about that, I'm like, there's not an argument here because that you are willing to argue means that you already, like, you already believe, you already don't believe. Like, yeah. You can't. And that's how it works, right? And it's so hard to break those patterns of thought. I mean when you're
1: when it's so ingrained in you from when you're so young yeah there's even things i'm learning now that are very much in line with what you're talking about Mm -hmm. that it blows my mind and i'm hearing scientists talk about these things too and i'm just like well if they're saying it's true it must be true on some level well we're
0: finally being being able to see some shift because Mm -hmm. there are things that you are willing to believe That are starting to see the shift, and more people are telling their more people are telling their truth, mm-hmm. which sounds and the and the thing that and I was physical get like, evidence yeah, too exactly mm-hmm. and the thing that I would also often get tripped up in or like get accused of like making my own rules mm-hmm. was that well you can you can basically say that anything is you can change anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, then why can't you change that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. because I am locked into the collective coding <laughs> and consciousness just like you are. Like I'm, I'm so literally aware wearing and I know glasses. <laughs> like you. Like I'm sitting here telling you, I don't have to wear glasses, yeah. but I'm wearing glasses. Yeah. You know, and even to be willing to like argue with, this is mm-hmm. no different than the ego arguing where mm-hmm. I'm sitting out there watching the ego argue. Well,
1: and it's, it's like, there's different levels of understanding of something too. So once you are aware of something, there's the awareness, But then, how long does it take, and what steps do you need to take to get to a point where you actually, in your core, in your Uh cellular level, Uh believe it and Uh not just know it in your head? Right. That's like the superficial aspect of it. It's like, okay, yeah, we can know it, but do we really know it? You get the concept. Put it into practice. I mean, it's like if somebody's going into recovery or something and they're aware Uh that they're an addict, Uh they know they're an addict. Right. But are they at a place where they can stop?
0: No. Not and that, yet. well, and the thing, everybody's is, at different levels. You know? Yes. And the thing that I love about that, the, the track that you went down with that is that, that when, when, when somebody is in that position, I'm like, you've done enough for mm-hmm. recovery currently, you've done enough for your mm-hmm. healing. The fact that you're just even willing to, admit, I guess that's old school. Mm-hmm. The first step is admitting you're an alcoholic. Yeah. The first step is admitting that true. you have some things you need mm-hmm. to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because when you're ready your ego won't argue with you about it anymore inside your head. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that's a good example of like, I'm going to eat that cookie. Mm, No, you're not because it's going (laughs) to, I'm going to do the da, -da, (laughs) And I'm literally watching the argument happen inside of my head. I'm justifying this way. I'm justifying that way. I'm guilting myself. I'm shaming myself. Mm -hmm. I'm doing all of this stuff. But when it's not an argument anymore, you're ready. Yeah. You've leveled up. You are ready to recover. You are ready to heal from that thing. Exactly. You are ready to- Because then it doesn't matter. The yeah. good
1: versus the bad. It just is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's the constant argument inside my head to recognize you're still arguing. You're, you're, you're still having the battle that's already over with. Yeah. That was like, I keep hearing a lot of times people using the term, we're having a an ancient battle mm-hmm. where the enemy and like there's a, there's a heavenly battle going on or there's an esoteric or an energetic battle, mm-hmm. an ancient battle going on. And we as humans like to turn everything, make everything like how a human would handle it. Right? Mm-hmm. So humans do battle. That's mm-hmm. We we play sport at this age of life. We right. play sports. So we have red, red versus blue, mm-hmm. you know, Democrat versus yeah. Republican or whatever the battle is already over with, yeah. but we're such doers. Like I got to be in the battle. Mm-hmm. But then I, I've also begun thinking like, well, sometimes you, part of the ego battle that's occurring in your mind, that you're what the fact that you can watch it, the fact mm-hmm. that I can say, yeah, there is an ancient battle. Mm-hmm. There is an ancient battle. And yeah, there is dark versus light. Mm-hmm. There is, there is enemy versus whatever mm-hmm. we think the opposite of the enemy might be, you know, all of that. but. At the end of the day, whatever that
1: means,
0: (laughs) it's all done. Yeah, it's all like the battle's over, and you can you can go down that path. This is God. You can go down that path as long as you want to, but know that it was already done before it even started.
1: Right. It's like how attached are you to that process of being? Mm
0: -hmm. You know, that Mm. process of
1: thinking. You know, once you can kind of detach from it, it starts to become. Easier to not have that battle, or just to be able to sit back and watch it, and like put it on the shelf, even instead of being like, I have to be in this because you're so used to the drama of it. Maybe addicted to those. I'm addicted to the drama. (laughs) Yeah, and it's hard, man, because I've been there. It's a dark place you can go down when you're in that. Yeah, and
0: it's fascinating because it's the same kind of dopamine hit to be in an argument with yourself inside your mind, or (laughs) even an argument with someone else inside your mind. Yeah as it is to yeah exactly Mm -hmm. as it is to like have a dopamine hit from you know smoking pot or Mm -hmm. or facebook scrolling right you know whatever like (laughs) oh three more people listen to the podcast Mm -hmm. you know like that's the power
1: of our brains too (laughs) because what are we doing we're passively doing something and when our body is creating that chemical within us so if we can have that experience in all these different ways we can have it in a positive way too if our body is just creating that within us we don't need it externally
0: yeah. One of my most favorite things that's happening with this dinner table podcast, with the dinner table, is A, there's a lot of things. A, I clean my house at least once a week. <laughs> B, I have dinner guests over at least once a week, which means I make a nice meal or friends make yeah, that a nice was meal. Awesome. Thank you. And C, I'm getting to talk things out with just like this conversation. Mm-hmm. And knowing about you that we could have these really interesting conversations that are kind of out there, mm-hmm. but you and I can speak the exact same language as yeah. bounce right off of each not other. not everybody can. <laughs> no, at not at all. And uh, it's
1: very hard. Yeah. Like at one point. It's I, unfulfilling if you have no one in your life that you can talk to like that. It's can,
0: totally it's yeah. hard, and then you start seeking, and then you and then you badger people that uh-huh. won't. That's what I do anyway. I just badger the shit out of people that won't listen to me and won't, you know, uh-huh. be in that conversation with me. What I found though was that I was going over and hanging out at the chapel with mm. yeah. you and your mom mm-hmm. and everybody that goes over there. Which, yeah. by the way, I haven't been in a few weeks, so I need yeah, to get back over it's there. Okay. It's time I'm for me to get back around an over an there too, even You're in my mom's is. chapel, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's where you know we can talk out this stuff, and yeah. you know, and and there's really nothing that you can say that's wrong mm-hmm. because we're literally just, well, what did you think about that? Mm-hmm. And what did you see? And how did mm-hmm. it feel to you? And what's the evidence that's proving this to you? And, mm-hmm. um, and I would love some, I mean, I think that's one of my favorite things about the recovery group, the recovery Dharma group mm-hmm. is just like giving people evidence of healing.
1: Yeah.
0: Truths. hmm Raise your hand yeah. when you have a question because I might have the exact same question.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know that kind yeah. of stuff.
0: So I've been grateful to have that. Um, the Chapel of Spiritual Light, of course, is what we're talking about. Um, so anybody should look yeah. that up and check it up. Your mom says that you can only find that place if you're called to find it.
1: <laughs> That's definitely how it feels. Yeah, well, right I showed up for the first at the time. Right time. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, like I needed it clearly. Yeah. So, but you, tell me a little bit more about your business, your art, the things that you do.
1: So I'm a painter and a photographer, Mm -hmm. but I'm primarily painting is my passion. And Mm -hmm. so my business is Schwengler Creative and I also go by my name, Angela Schwengler. Mm -hmm. So I'm online. I try to post all the time, but, um, I paint landscapes. I paint people. Um, and I also photograph weddings and engagements. Um, and I've been nice. doing that now for probably well since 2017, however many years that's been. For mm-hmm. the photography side, the art side, I've been doing that since I was in diapers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've only just been making money at it maybe since I was 11, or maybe a little younger than only that. Only
0: since I mean, you were 11? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. Uh,
1: I used to go knocking door to door selling like Looney Tunes drawings that I oh did, my God. selling them for a quarter or something. I was like, if I could sell stuff for school, then yeah. I can go door to door selling my drawings, and it worked. I was able to gain some money. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's my passion is I love to paint. And, you know, I'm finding that this path that I'm going down, being vulnerable and expressing more of myself and Mm -hmm. leaning into the childlike attributes that Mm -hmm. I've kind of pushed aside, Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of carving out a path that's different in my business than I ever thought it would be, which is more just being myself, Uh you know? And um, I want to explore more online of, you know, maybe teaching and streaming and being more connected with a greater community than mm-hmm. just trying to find somebody to sell to. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. I, I wanna be more connected and I want to help people and yes. I want people to see the beauty in life Yes. and not necessarily just sell something to them. Yes,
0: okay, so do you remember at the very beginning of the night when we first started talking and I was mm-hmm. telling you that like, what I'm focusing on right now is understanding my universal purpose mm-hmm. and then like, then you have a career purpose, mm-hmm. right? And then yeah. that, it, that 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 mm-hmm. to me that's exactly what you're talking that's about. That's why when you were saying it, uh-huh. I was nodding
1: my head up and down so yeah. many times. I'm like, yeah. that's exactly where I am right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm like, there's all these different ways life could go, and you just never know.
0: Is but it, but as long as you understand the core of your universal exactly. purpose, mm-hmm. then you and and. Things truth is, sense. yes, the truth is we all have the same universal purpose, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, understanding your universal purpose. And then you begin to lean into your talents mm-hmm. with your universal purpose. And then it turns into a thing where it is about exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It is about healing or whatever it is for you that yeah. you're, that you've been offered. And I also think that there's even within that, like there's elements of, okay, well, um, you are a painter but you also are a healer and you also are a networker and you also are a you know like and that's how it is for me it's that like i fit into all of these little like categories but what i have to do is focus on what's the universal purpose
1: i used to think i had to fit in a box I was uh-huh. like, I have to separate all these different parts of me and maybe make a business for each one. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, I need oh, to I've find a way to, to make this, you know, profitable or yeah. whatever. And and I was thinking, okay, niche down or whatever. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, I just need to be me. Yes. And yes. I, you know, something will come out of it Yes. I just yeah. need to be more who be I am. Be you
0: doing the things that are your talent yeah. and my talents are gardening and my talents are being outside in mm-hmm. the heat all day and my talents are speaking to people and my yeah. talents are being brave enough to say shit other people won't yeah. say about things, you know? And
1: pathways will open up Exactly. More yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened for me because, you know, even thinking about all these different things that I've gained and these different jobs that I've had, I'm like, okay, well now I never thought I would work outside. And mm-hmm. here I am, three years later. I'm still working outside in the blistering heat, uh-huh. you know. But now I'm like, okay, what about plein air painting?
0: Uh-huh, and that's yes. when you go
1: outside and you're painting in nature. Uh-huh. And I love impressionism, and that's where that started. Uh-huh. Was when artists
0: would just go out and. That's like, what you should do from the yeah. farm. That we've we've talked about yes, some things you. I really uh, some really, really want to do. Projects we could yeah. do, mm-hmm. like or like, let's do that yeah. here. Let's have a group do plein air painting that would, that be, would awesome. be amazing it's so beautiful here. it is yeah. so be i mean and we're in july and mm-hmm. it's beautiful here imagine yeah. what it looks like in april like yeah. it is insanely gorgeous around here yeah. yeah, and the birds and this morning it was so beautiful. I'm like, I, I keep going back to the weather, yeah. but the birds were singing, the yeah. trees were. It was just so. Yeah, that that's the trick we need to have out here, you and I. Uh, that would be awesome. I mean, I, I'm not a painter, but um, I, I draw. <laughs> but you could be. Yeah, I could be anything. <laughs> There's no rules to it. <laughs> there I are know. no rules. There are no rules. I've actually um, started putting up some of my. I have about 20 years worth of drawings. Mm. And I've started putting some of those up for sale when I go out and do some things and putting That's them up awesome. on my website and stuff yeah. like that. So you have, and I, I just started doing merchandise with the mm-hmm. photographs that I take out here on the farm. Okay. You have merchandise too available on your website, right? I
1: do. Yeah. yeah. Every painting that I've posted online can be purchased as many different things. It can be mugs, tote bags, um, pillowcases, t-shirts. I mean, there's so many nice. different things and I have
0: originals on there also. Opening, I call it opening up all the faucets. <laughs> yeah. That's how we. That's how we get to do the life that we want to do, where we're not in some corporate job that we hate. Yeah. We, that's how we move toward that that yeah. position of what I love about the conversations at the dinner table is that they are very organic, mm-hmm. and that was my intention from the very very beginning of starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, was that it wasn't ever scripted. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even really know exactly what we were going to be talking about, Mm -hmm. and that we would chase rabbits and that we would just go like down whatever trails and talk about whatever. And I think it's really gotten there, but it's interesting because it's just different people that come around and we can talk about anything. And I, you just flow Mm -hmm. and you, and it's, and it's natural. Mm -hmm. That's what I want Mm -hmm. because. The best way for me to describe what this podcast is about, it's if we sat down to have dinner Mm -hmm. together, what will we talk about? Yeah. Could be anything. You Mm -hmm. and I are going to have specific interests that are going to match, right? Plus, we're going to talk about food. Yeah. Plus, I live on a freaking pretty cool farm, (laughs) so we'll probably talk about that too. So I've got four questions in my hand <laughs> <laughs> one <of them> fell. <laughs> and I'm going to let you just draw one. Okay. And what I did do was I pulled out these four, making sure there were four that I would be willing that would work. Okay. Um, and then, but they're random to me too. So, Let's see. um, you can just grab one and then you can either read it and ask me, or you can hand it back to me and I can just read it and ask you.
1: Oh, I don't even know how I would go about answering this one. I'll ask you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what one thing would you like to know about the future? <laughs> That's a hard one.
0: It's really hard based on what you and I talk about often. It's because I don't really believe in the future mm-hmm. because it's impossible to, to like the the future is going to be so affected. This is the reason why like people have been talking about this like it
1: doesn't even exist. <laughs> it, the, exactly. It's, and it's, it's gonna become just now. Now, now yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So have you heard the stories about these, um, this like online computer, like AI computer thing, I think they call it like the glass ball or something like that. And apparently like the, this is one of those conspiracy theory things, but like apparently like the government has this, they call it the glass ball and it's some kind of computer program, AI, and they've had it for like 20 years and they can ask it what's going to happen in the future. And I'm actually not surprised by that because Uh I think that I think that that's eventually, if it's not already happening for real, that mm. is how AI is going to work yeah. is that you can ask it. And the problem with that, as I understand it, even with AI or anything mm-hmm. that is that anything we do now, 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 <laughs> now changes the future. Yeah. So any decision that can be made in any moment in time, you never, you can never predict the future Yeah. because it's always going to, even the, even the idea that you predicted puts a thing into people's minds mm-hmm. that changes the future. Right. Right?
1: I've had premonitions and stuff before. And For it sure. It feels like it's in the future, but it it was actually happening when I
0: had the dream. <laughs> to me, it's more, I, I believe I have visions hmm. and, it's, and it's like mm-hmm. big vision. It's yeah. like I have the ability to go way out. Mm-hmm. And then what I learned with grounding, Mm -hmm. and this is why I, I have this, I have a book that's coming out of me because I am the grounded wanderer. Mm -hmm. You can wander Mm -hmm. in this outer space of vision if you can ground, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can bring all that stuff back down Mm -hmm. and see, okay, don't look up, do what's right in front of you because now is all that exists. However, if you have premonition or Mm -hmm. vision where you can go, I have a feeling that we're going to need to be a lot more well mm-hmm. and we're going to need access to food mm-hmm. and we're going to need, then you can kind of see the future is to what uh, I might need to start a nonprofit where we start like talking about food and like get a farmer's market going and strengthen oh, some farmers. My stuff and... was so
1: mundane because I'm thinking premonition. I actually had a dream where I was somewhere. <laughs> And then I thought about it. That was a weird dream and it's so mundane, not even anything changed in the world. Uh-huh. Like I'm in a room and this is what it looks like. And then I'm in that room. Like oh yes.
0: Later. <laughs> yes, but you know what that is, that's probably like, that. that's threads of, um, you were gonna go there, mm-hmm. right? And you already had seen it. You probably saw it in another life. You mean like, you, you're, you're probably, to me that's a little bit different in that it's mm-hmm. like, all of these, we don't understand time. Mm-hmm. And all of these things are occurring all of the exact same time. Mm-hmm. So the thing that happened was are already occurring while you were having the, the, that's the premonition. Was that was, that's what I was saying.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not for me
0: though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me and yeah. I'm sure that that's probably how the vision works too, because yeah. again, and I've going had that by, too.
1: That's, that's yeah. a definitely different feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, I actually didn't understand when politician or a pastor or a leader of any kind would be like, you, you you want them to be a visionary like what's your vision when someone would ask and i didn't realize it until just the recent years that i have vision mm, mm-hmm. and i'm like oh mm. i actually understand what that means yeah. when someone says you have vision yeah now i understand what that means and but again all it is is like I still think it's the same thing. It's like we don't really understand how time works. Mm -hmm. So what it is is that I'm saying in this exact moment in another space and time, that thing is occurring. Mm -hmm. And you just happen to be one of those people that is empathic or sensitive enough to actually see it right now. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to be aware of it enough Mm -hmm. to go, okay, well, what can I do with that? Like, what is that light showing me? Yeah. You know, and be open to what your mind is telling you. Mm -hmm. So what would I want to change? What, like, but even still, like, what would I want to be, what would I want to put into the, what was the question again? What would I?
1: What one thing would you like to know about the future?
0: Oh, what would I want to know about the future? (laughs) I still, I still don't think, I mean, (laughs) I don't, what would I want to know about the future?
1: I don't think I would want to know anything.
0: I don't know how I just, I can't even process that. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I want to know that I'm going to be okay. But I already know that. Yeah. Like that would be like, I mean, I already, that that's one of the things that everywhere I go, remember earlier when you were saying like, you have a concept about something or like you understand something, but you haven't, you know, not necessarily feeling it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure this is exactly the same, but it kind of has this feeling about it. And that is, I know I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I know I'm a strong woman. Mm -hmm. I know I'm capable. I know I'm, you know, all the things every single person tells me and they mean it, right? What I need to do is get from their perspective, which is like, yeah, be the person on the outside, seeing myself going, Mm that chick's gonna make it i'm not even worried about her because in a a little bit it feels it it, it feels a little bit painful to me yeah because what i hear is everybody going you don't need my help you're good yeah and and really what they're saying is oh my god you're so good you're Mm -hmm. so fine you're so Capable, you're so okay. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: But that must be so uncomfortable when you're coming from a place of the opposite or you need, uh-huh. you know, that constant validation validation yes. instead of having it within you. Or on the flip side, we we're talking about intuition earlier. So it's yeah. like trusting, going beyond yeah. the ego that is used to being like, oh no, I don't have it. Yeah. To like yeah. what's beyond that. Yeah. Because somewhere deep down yeah. you know that all yeah. those other things are true. Yeah. yeah. And that you are good. Yeah. But you're you're letting yourself get in the way. Uh-huh and that's
0: what i'm trying to figure out Uh right now and every time someone says it to me Mm -hmm. that's what i was talking about about like being on the outside being able to observe Mm -hmm. observe. every time someone says it to me instead of going why can't they just like hug me and Mm -hmm. that kind of victimy like Mm -hmm. instead i'm like okay see through the see you through their eyes Mm -hmm. see you through their eyes see your life path through Mm -hmm. their eyes. When
1: it becomes more about self-love, because Mm -hmm. instead of seeking that external validation of that hug from somebody else, like, oh, Uh why won't they give me a hug? Or, you know, Uh can they please embrace me? It's like, well, you need to do that for yourself before you can ask that of anybody else. Cause then it's just, it's not gonna be real if you're getting it from somebody else, if that's what you need to feel whole or whatever, you know?
0: I think that's probably what I did in my last relationship
1: (laughs) in all honesty, please Uh validate me me forever. Me too. Uh, We're on a similar path, I think.
0: (laughs) You know what? I said this earlier tonight and I was like, I think one of the big battles going on is the masculine, feminine, divine. Mm -hmm. There's something going on that I'm definitely not in control of, but I'm certainly, we're on the path of it we're mm-hmm. certainly affected by the feelings of the whatever is occurring with that masculine feminine exchange yeah <laughs> whatever earth like is doing whatever there, but Yeah, but there
1: really should be unity uh-huh you know the acceptance of both
0: i maybe it's because we're ready to be unified yeah. well, and there's so
1: always before a shift there's this mm-hmm. big uncomfortable feeling and mm-hmm. that's what i was feeling like a week or two ago yes i felt such this uncomfortable feeling within myself yes. and i was trying to seek out like these thoughts to validate why i was feeling the way i was feeling and i'm uh-huh. like there's a shift coming and i just need to know that because when i'm uncomfortable it means change is coming yeah and when change is coming that's not necessarily a bad thing but for whatever reason it shakes me to my core oh yeah and it's just me needing to pay attention to the intuition that something needs to change or is changing and mm-hmm. And it's going to unfold and it's probably going to be for a good reason.
0: Absolutely. And and to have the mental acuity to be able to, like, I think that that's going to be a huge part of survival in the next decades or years or however many years is mm-hmm. mental acuity, like the ability to process that kind of stuff that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, without the depression getting so deep that yeah. we don't recover from it. Well, and it's I like think
1: everybody yeah. attaches themselves to the depression. And you don't have to make that your identity. Right. It can be something separate from you uh-huh. and you can observe it while it's happening yeah. Yeah. and not get so attached to be like, I am depressed. Yeah. It's like
0: personal. That, you have
1: that, depression in it, uh-huh. everything is transient, everything changes. Uh-huh. So it doesn't mean you need to be stuck there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for coming to thank dinner you. tonight. It was an absolute joy to have you here on the farm and I look forward to more interactions with you here on the farm and everywhere in the world.
1: Thank you me too. And
0: Likewise. thank you all. <laughs> yes, thank you all for being here with me, at, for, with us at the dinner table this evening. Please always remember that uh, you can support the podcast if you go to dinnertabletalks.com at the top. It'll just say support the podcast. Again, talking about opening up the faucets and being a creative and trying to make that work in a capitalistic society, it means that I actually have to have money to pay some of my bills. And so if you guys want to continue to help me um, stay on this path, that's something you can help me out with. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel, rate, review. All the things that you can do with all of that stuff are hugely helpful for me. One other thing that has officially started and that is I do have a Patreon account now. I know it's called Aislinn's Whims. So who freaking knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I've already posted one thing up yesterday. I did a whole, a talk about celebrating on 4th of July. So that's going to be on there and there's going to be other things that are going to be coming. So that's a way that you can support me. There's going to be education for the garden if that's what you're into. Um, I'll do some stuff that's like awesome. that. There's going to be stuff on my road trip because I'm about to take a round trip, ch- uh, trip in my Yukon or so I'm going to be sleeping in my own car. So all kinds of things are going on in my world. Um, Of course, you can always um, support anything that I'm up to just by simply reaching out to me, coming to the farm, anything like that. And uh, anybody that's on the podcast is also somebody that's doing something amazing in this world as well. So uh, let's take a look out for what Angela is up to too, because she's out there doing some really cool creative stuff as well. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. And I'll see you very soon. Love you.